Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Katie and Beth, PAs and doctors of medical science who are here to help you get accepted into PA school, get through PA school, and then have a thriving career as a PA. So if you are a pre-PA, a PA student, or a physician assistant, then you are in the right place. We are so happy you are here and so excited for your future. Before we get to the episode, we want to drop a note about our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by our book. If you are brand new to the PA career, then you definitely need to check out our book that will tell you everything you need to be a rock star, super competitive applicant. This is the tell-all go-to guide for exactly what you need to know to be the strongest candidate so you don't have to reapply the next cycle. It has all the what-to-dos and not-to-dos that we saw when we worked at PA programs and reviewed CASPA apps and interviewed candidates. It also has what prereqs to aim for and how many hours of patient care, volunteer, shadowing to get, how to get the strongest letters of recommendation, and what to do if you've made a few C's, how to pick programs so that you can get into PA school your first cycle, and so much more. We know what you need to get into PA school, so let us be your mentor and let's get you accepted. Check it out in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So we have been getting a lot of questions about what does program accreditation mean? What do we have to focus on when we're choosing our programs? And all sorts of questions just about accreditation, how it works, why it works, and other such questions. So we just wanted to drop a few words on what accreditation means for you as a student, what it means for the program, and what should you be looking for when you decide which programs to apply to. Now there are various accreditation statuses, but we're just gonna go over a few of them today. A few of the main ones that you're really going to have to worry about if you're thinking about your traditional PA school. So the first thing is to realize what is accreditation? Well, basically, we have an accrediting body, and that body is called the ARC-PA. And so the ARC-PA's job is to make sure that schools are giving you, the students, the education that you need to become a great provider, the education that you need to pass your boards and get licensed, and the education that you are paying for. So in reality, the accreditation process is actually beneficial for students. It's so when you apply to a school and you pay your tuition, you are getting what you're promised, you're getting what you're paying for, and you're getting what you need to become an amazing provider. So please keep that in mind. Now when it comes to students, you don't have to worry as much about accreditation as the faculty does. That's really the faculty's job. You just need to keep updated with what the accreditation status is at the schools you're applying to. So first off, let's talk about developing programs or applicant programs. Now, these programs are programs that have not yet received accreditation, but you can still apply to them. So what that means is that they have enough background that the RPA says, hey, you are prepared for entry into accreditation. You are allowed to advertise on CASPA. You are allowed to tell people that you're starting a new PA program, but you haven't actually met the accreditation requirements yet. And this is because a lot of different reasons. So a lot of times that they've already been through the accreditation process and they're just waiting to hear, or they're scheduled to have the next accreditation meeting and are a little bit early in the process. So you can apply to these programs just like you can any other program. You can see them on CASPA, you can be interviewed, they can offer you a seat, you can accept the seat, you can put down your seat deposit, just like any other program. But they are not allowed to actually start your education until they receive accreditation. So you are taking a risk on these programs that they're not gonna get accredited, and so you spend your time and money interviewing, and then all of a sudden, if they don't get accredited, then obviously you don't have a seat in PA school. So there is a little bit of risk you're taking with these programs, but I truly think that the benefits outweigh this risk. So the nice thing about 
the applicant programs is typically a lot of them don't have a lot of hard data on what they actually want their final admission criteria to be. So sometimes the admission criteria is a little bit more forgiving. So maybe they might have a little bit lower GPA, they might have a little bit lower requirements, maybe they don't have so many specific classes or so many specific tests that they want you to take. And again, this is because they're still feeling out exactly what type of students are really, really going to succeed at their school. And they're more likely to look a little bit more holistically at your application and accept some of your weaknesses. A second reason these are really good is because a lot of people don't know about them yet because there are applicant or developing programs. So they typically don't get the volume of applicants that maybe established programs do. So you are interviewing for a number of seats with less candidates. And so sometimes you can become more competitive that way if it's just a numbers game. So remember that there is no guarantee that these programs will actually receive full accreditation by the RPA. But I just want to assure you that these programs are going to do everything they can to get accredited, okay? They have had this long process. They have to put in this big application of material. You have to have facilities. You have to hire certain faculty members and staff members. So it's very expensive even just to be an applicant and developing program. So these programs have every incentive to do well, to do everything by the book, and to actually get accredited. But it is up to the RPA to make that a final accreditation. So just think about whether some developing or applicant programs is right for you. We recommend you at least look into the list and see if anything matches your background, matches your experience, or piques your interest because most of these programs do go on to become provisionally accredited programs. So let's segue then into the provisional accreditation. So with provisional accreditation, Basically, this means that you are a new program. So when programs become accredited for the first time, they get provisionally accredited. So you will see this on a lot of newer schools' website. And I'm gonna read you off a little blurb actually from the ARCPA about what they say about accreditation and then kind of put it into layman's terms for us. So according to the website, the ARCPA says, accreditation provisional is an accreditation status granted when plans and resource allocations if fully implemented as planned and as proposed, that has not yet enrolled students appear to demonstrate the program's ability to meet the RPA standards or when the status appears to demonstrate continued progress in applying with the standards. It does not ensure any subsequent accreditation status and is limited to no more than five years from matriculation of the first class. So what this basically means is that to receive accreditation provisional, you have proved to the RPA that you are going to give your students a good education, right? So you've said, this is where we're gonna teach this, this is where we're gonna teach this, these are the resources we're gonna have, these are the faculty we're gonna have, these are the things we're gonna buy, this is how we're gonna teach, this is where our clinical rotations are gonna be. You have to have this all planned out in your packet that you submit to the RPA, and they say, okay, we think that you're gonna make a great program, but you have to prove it to us. So that's why you're provisional. So provisional just means you're a newer program, and the RPA keeps a little bit closer eye on newer programs just to make sure, again, for the students that you are getting the education you were promised, the education you need, you deserve, and that you're paying for. So if you see a provisional program, that just means they're early in the process. Again, that does not mean that they are a bad program or they have any sort of issue with accreditation. All programs come in as provisional if they are new. All right, so let's move to continued. So most of the schools that you were applying to, you probably notice have continued accreditation. So continued accreditation, again, I'm going to read this from the website, is granted when a currently accredited program is in compliance with the standards or when a program holding a accreditation provisional demonstrates compliance with the standards after a review process. 
All right, so basically accreditation means you have full accreditation and you're out of either probation or provisional status. So this is what most programs wanna go for, full accreditation status. So even schools with full status, full continued status, they still monitor these schools, right? Because just because five years ago, you were doing the right thing and you had full status doesn't mean in another 15 years you're still doing the right thing, right? So even with full continued status, a lot of programs still have to submit regular reports and data for their program to make sure that they are continued in compliance. The one last accreditation status we want to talk about today is probation status. So you might see that some of your schools are on accreditation probation. So reading from the website, Accreditation probation is a temporary accreditation status, initially of not less than two years, but it can be extended up for two additional years if the RPA finds the program is making substantial progress towards meeting all standards, but requires a little bit of additional time to come into full compliance. So basically, when you're placed on a probation status, that means there's something that you're doing or some data that you're running or some way you display things that the RPA is not happy with and they say you're not in full compliance with your standards. Now this does not mean you're not getting a good education. Sometimes it's just a data thing. They didn't collect the right data. They didn't run it the right way. A lot of schools that go on probation status still have really, really high pants pass rates. So obviously they're still preparing their students well. So you have to kind of get into the program and see why do you think they're on probation status. So again, most programs have every incentive to come off of probation status, right? And so schools are switching accreditation all the time. They're becoming provisional, they're going tenured, they're getting on probation, they're coming off probation. So they could be on probation one month and the next time you check, they could be continued. Or you could start a school that's in continued and then the next month they're on probation, right? So there really is no guarantee for the accreditation status because they can change. But with probation, again, that just means that, hey, they're not meeting standards in some area. They're gonna have two years in order to show compliance with these standards. And most programs, again, are really, really dedicated and invested into coming off probation status and getting on to continue. So now that you know about the different accreditation processes, including the developing programs, it's really up to you to decide where you want to apply. Keep in mind, again, just because you apply to a school with a certain accreditation status doesn't mean that they're not going to go through a review the next year or sometime when you're in school and actually change the process and change the accreditation status. Now for students, once you get accepted into accredited school, that's all you have to worry about. It's the faculty members and the staff that have to worry about continuing to meet those standards and continuing to have that accreditation status. And in the United States, in order to become a PAC, so in order to sit for your boards, you do have to apply to a school that is accredited, which is why accreditation means so much because you're not allowed to sit for your boards. And if you can't sit for your boards, you can't become a PAC in this country. This is why only at this time, PAs who graduate from schools here in the United States are allowed to work in the US. Who knows what's gonna happen in the future, but for right now, you do have to graduate from an ARC-PA accredited institution in order to sit for your boards. So I hope this clears up a little bit of misunderstanding and stress about accreditation statuses. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so happy you are here and so excited for all that your future holds as a PA. Before you leave, go to the show notes and download your free 30 days of tips to be the best PA school candidate. 
30 actionable, tactical tips that will make you a better candidate to grab the attention of PA programs so you can land those interviews. Grab it in the show notes. Also, if these episodes are helpful for you, please subscribe and leave a review. When you leave a review, you are automatically entered into our weekly drawing to win some epic prizes. So subscribe and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening, and we are so honored to be a part of your path to PA. We will see you later this week with the next episode.